0: Now, here is Dr. Arnold with today's message.
1: Turn in your Bible to the book of Romans in chapter 6. That's Romans chapter 6. I title this message, Created in the Likeness of Christ. Created in the Likeness of Christ. The reason for that, if you'll notice here in chapter 6, look in verse 5. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection and then down in verse 10 he says for in that he referring to Christ he died under sin once but in that he liveth he liveth unto God so then we should be in the likeness of his life in the book of Romans chapter 6 there are three questions that are asked look at verse 1 verse 1 What shall we say then? Now, this is the question that's coming up is because now you have been justified. See there in chapter 5, look in chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith. So we're talking to those who have been justified. Okay, you've heard the message. You accepted Christ as your Savior. You've been declared righteous. You're saved. You have eternal life. You're a Christian. You're born again. You're going to heaven when you die. Now, what? So chapter 6, verse 1 says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Shall we continue in sin? Does God want you as his child to continue in sin? Well, evidently, it must be possible or there wouldn't have to be an issue, would it? Evidently, a Christian can continue to live in sin. Or why bring it up? Because evidently, you can continue to live in sin. But should you? Well, no. And then in verse 2, he says, God forbid, how shall we, and this is what really is the kicker, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? It says, well, if you're dead to sin, how can you live in sin? So what does that mean? Well, that's what uh, I'm going to try to explain to you this morning. The first question, shall we continue in sin now that we have been justified by faith, not going to be, have been? Shall we continue to live under the domination of our old sinful nature? Should you allow that old sinful nature that dominated you for all those years, up until the time you trust the Lord, still reign in your mortal body? Should you still let it reign in superiority over you? Well, look what he says in verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you. So evidently, something has transpired from the time that you trusted Christ as your Savior. Something happened, something changed, and it did. How shall we live any longer therein? Now, this seems like, how can you continue to live in sin? How is it possible? Well, you say, well, it's very possible. Well, from God's viewpoint, I want you to see what he's talking about. Is it possible for a Christian to live in the flesh? Uh, Have you ever seen people and you say, well, now that that Christian is in the flesh and that Christian is in the spirit. Well, let me try to explain it to you as clearly as I possibly can. And it's not going to be the easiest thing in the world. When you are born into the world, you are a child of the flesh and you live in the flesh. Now, I've done this before, but kind of watch very briefly. This arm here represents our first birth. We are children of the flesh. And the Bible says we are in the flesh, not only living inside of a physical body, but we have a flesh nature, a sinful nature. So God looks at us as in the flesh. That's where you are. In the flesh is in sin. So if you're in sin, you're in the flesh. If you're in the flesh, you're in sin. That's where you are. Now, when you trusted Christ as your Savior, you are now different than you used to be you see where you were dead in sin you were in sin but you were dead Uh, this is mentioned in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1 where it says we were dead in sins and trespasses and so on dead in sin means that you are as a sinner dead to God you're separated from God death doesn't mean annihilation death means separation so you are In the flesh, in sin, you're dead in sin. You're separated from God. If you're dead and separated from God, then you can't serve God. You can't please God. You can't do anything for God. You are a lost man walking around in the flesh, in sin. This, the Bible says, is separate from God. You're dead in your sins. When you trusted Christ as your Savior... He has to separate you from the flesh. So when you trusted Christ, you were born again. Born of the Spirit. And you now live in the Spirit. And this one is alive unto God. This one is dead in sin. So when you trusted Christ as your Savior, you are not dead in sin. You are dead to sin. So if you'll notice what he says here in verse 2, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin? That's why even the prepositions in the word of God mean something. You see, you were dead in sin, separated from God. Now that you trusted Christ as your Savior, the new one, you are dead to sin. You've been separated from sin, this new old birth, so that you have something totally new, this one born of God, is in the spirit. You do not find, I don't believe, I could be wrong, but as I've checked the scriptures, I do not find it where we are in the flesh or we as a child of God can live in the flesh. Even though we see some people doing things, you say, well, you know, they're just in the flesh. No, a Christian can't live in the flesh, but the Christian can Walk after the flesh, here's the old man, and you can walk after the flesh, but you can't be in the flesh. I'll show you what I mean in the this portion of scripture that I mentioned to you that's so sometimes difficult to understand. I want you to see several verses, so we're going to jump down to letter E under number one. If you look at little letter E: a Christian cannot live in the flesh but may walk after the flesh. Only by choice. Words mean something. Phrases mean things. Little prepositional phrases mean something. And so, if you will, take your Bible and look there in Romans chapter 8. And notice what it says there in verse 5. A Christian is seen differently from the lost man. The lost man is in the flesh and in his sins, and he is dead in his sins separated from God because of his sins. You are looked at totally different from God's point of view. This is what happened to you when you trusted Christ. You now are a child of God in the spirit, a spiritual birth. This one is in the spirit. This one is in the flesh. So the Christian cannot be in the flesh. Here in Romans chapter 8, and verse 5, for they that are... The flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. So you see, you can be after something in the sense that you follow something, but now it's all by choice. You were by nature you did the wrong things. Now, as a child of God, it's because you have choices—a choice to walk either in the spirit or a choice to walk in the flesh. You didn't have that before. So the Bible doesn't say you're in the flesh because that would be like God not recognizing your birth. Notice what else he says here. In verse 7, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the love of God, neither indeed can be. Verse 8. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Those that are in the flesh, in the flesh. But ye are what? Not in the flesh, But in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So the lost man is in the flesh. The Christian is in the Spirit. If so be that the Holy Spirit dwells within you. So when you trusted Christ as your Savior, you became a child of God. The Holy Spirit indwells you. You have a divine nature. This one has a sinful nature. There's two people here. This one is the old man before you trust the Lord and then the new man since you trusted Christ. So God sees you in the spirit and not in the flesh. So the Christian is never looked upon as walking in the flesh, living in the flesh. But the Christian can walk after the flesh by deliberate choices because God has separated you from the old man. Now, You have choices. That's why when you read the other part of chapter 6, you'll notice the word yield, 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 yield. Because now you yield to the spirit or you yield to the flesh and you can produce the same works, the same evil deeds and same evil thoughts that you always have, but you're doing it now by choices of yielding to those things. You're not, as far as God is concerned, under the domination of it. He says you don't have to live that way anymore. You can have victory in your Christian life, but it's because you choose to have it. I want you to also look there in verse 12 of chapter 8 of Romans. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live, and here's those words again, after the flesh. You're not in the flesh because you're in the spirit. Child of God is in the spirit. Child of the flesh is in the flesh. And there's two different natures, two different births. So as a Christian, you are to walk after the Spirit, not after the flesh. Your flesh birth will always walk in the flesh. But you have two births. And that's why the question was asked, Shall we that are dead to sin live any longer than dead? This is the sin. We that are dead to sin. That means that you've been separated from it. Death is separation. You that have been separated from the this this, uh, sinful nature, the sinful birth, you've been separated from it. That you now are alive unto God. Now, look there again in Romans chapter 8. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. This is talking about a believer, only believer has this choice. A a lost man doesn't live after the flesh, he lives in the flesh. You and I live in the spirit, but we can walk after the flesh. You say, well, I don't understand the difference. In time you will, but I want you to follow me first. I want you to look in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 25. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 25. When you have the battle that goes on in the Christian's life, the Bible tells us there in verse 25, if we live in the Spirit, if we live in the Spirit, all believers live in the Spirit. I'm not talking about you're spiritually minded. I'm talking about that's how you are alive under God because you are in the Spirit. You have a new birth, born by the Spirit of God, born again. Let us also do what? Walk in the Spirit. You see, a Christian should walk in the Spirit because he is alive in the Spirit. You have been separated from the sinful nature, the old man, and God has made you alive in Christ, and now you are in the Spirit, therefore walk in the Spirit. Now look there in verse 16. Verse 16. This I say then, walk where? In the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's the old sinful nature that you have. So you as a believer have a choice that the people of the world don't have. They can't choose to walk in the Spirit because they're not in the Spirit. They're not a child of God. But you are. And that's why it says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth that shall he also reap. In other words, you as a Christian... Don't have to live in sin. You don't. You do it because you choose to. You want to. But you don't have to. This new birth that God gave you is sufficient, strong enough, powerful enough to overcome the lust of the flesh. The only reason this one ever gets victory in your life because you let it. You chose to. Not because it had to. How do you apply this truth to the experiences of life? Now, here in verse 25, let us also walk in the Spirit. So it means that you can live in the Spirit and not walk in the Spirit. There's people that have trusted Christ as their Savior, but they walk after the flesh. They walk after that old man. Now, you say, how do you explain a little bit of that? Let me give you this idea. Let's just use a, a person, for example, um, But let's say Milton's got some bad habits and bad ways, and he's got an old sinful nature, and he he does, just like everybody. But if Milton was to drop over right now, and he's dead on the doornail, laying right there on the floor, dead, he's a dead man, is he going to tell any more lies? Is he going to get mad anymore? Is he going to say anything he shouldn't say? Can he get drunk? No. Can he commit adultery? No. Can he lie? No. Can he steal? No. Why? Why can he? He's dead. He's dead. Dead man can't sin. Dead man can't do anything like that. He's a dead man. Well, lo and behold, when you trusted Christ as your Savior, you died. You died. So the question is, how can you commit sin if you're dead? God wants you to know how to apply that truth, that principle in your life. If you ever latch onto it and you really see it and understand it, it will help you all the days of your life. If you don't, you're going to have a battle in your old flesh sinful nature that you're not going to have victory over and it's going to pull you down. And as years roll by, you want to be victorious. And there is a way. But this is why the book is written so that you and I could understand this. Romans chapter 6. Number 3 in your notes there says, Know ye not that we were baptized into his death? And then I wrote this statement there in your notes. Herein lies the key to understanding the Christian life. This is not speaking about water baptism. This is Holy Spirit baptism, which places us into the body of Christ, of which water baptism is a picture. You see, water doesn't place you into Christ. It doesn't baptize you into his death or his burial or his resurrection. It's only a picture of it, but it can't place you there. These are positional truths. Things that happen to you because you were justified by faith, not because you did something. Because you did some deed, you got baptized in water. Being baptized in water is a picture of your death, burial, and resurrection, but it does not save you. Why should we walk in newness of life? Why should we? In letter A, because we were baptized into Christ's death. That means crucified with Him. Because we were buried with Him, that's in verse 4. Because we were raised up from the dead in Christ, that's in verse 4. This was your death. Your burial, your resurrection. What is the gospel? The death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. He did that for you. So what he did was put to your account. And so that became your death and your burial and your resurrection. So if you died and come back from the dead, then the old man died. The old sinful nature died. That's why the Bible tells us that our Old man was crucified with Christ on the cross. Well, if that's been done, and you came back from the dead, then the old man is dead, been crucified. Then why should you resurrect him, the old man, instead of just letting the new man live? Let the old man die. Because as God sees it, he did die in God's eyes. So you and I are supposed to reckon this to be true. We'll just show you one verse there in verse 11. I want you to look in verse 11. Likewise, likewise, because of this positional truth that is true, likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. In other words, separated from that sinful nature, and it has no power over you, no domination over you. You don't have to do it. You have been severed from it by death. You died. You died. A dead man is not under the law because he's dead. The law that God gave doesn't condemn a dead man. That's why those that are in Christ can never be condemned in the future because you can't be condemned if you can't sin. If you can't sin, it can't be condemned by the law. So the dead man is... Free from the law. And the law can't touch him. Can never be condemned again. That's why there's no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Those that are in Christ, no condemnation. The law can't touch you. Why? Because you've already died. The wage of sin is death and you paid it. You're free. And because you are now free, you're free to serve God. Look what He says there in verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified. Who said, see, I didn't make that up. That's in here. That's in the Bible. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth, from now on, from this point on, we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is what? Freed from sin. If Milton is dead, he's free from the sinful nature, right? Now, what God says is his death was put to your account. Now, you live like a dead man. Live like the old man is totally dead, and the sinful nature, the sinful lusts and desires and all that, you're not going to satisfy them because those came from that old dead man. And you are alive in God. And that's why he says there in verse 8, Now, if we be dead, look what he says, look at it. If we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. So now, you are separated from that sinful nature, that old man. He's dead. Now live unto God. Now, what some people make the mistake of doing is saying, that in our life, the old man is totally eradicated, and we don't have those desires anymore. It is true positionally, but in your life experientially... He's very much a lie. And he wars against your soul. And that old sinful nature is just as mean and ornery as it always has been. And that's why now you can still get just as mean and sinful as you want to be. But it's because you yielded to it. You didn't have to. You have within you a power called the power of the Holy Spirit to live the way God wants you to live. But you have these two natures. This one will never improve. This one can't improve. Because this one is perfect, this one is sinful, they'll always be like that. Take your Bible and look there in Romans, and look what it says here in verse 4. In verse 4 of Romans chapter 8, That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So the Christian is to walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. A lost man can't do that, and by doing so, then God says that you are not condemned. Up there in verse one, we'll tell you that. Now go back there to the Book of Romans and chapter five. Excuse me, chapter six. I want you to understand that I don't believe that this is referring to the water baptism, because water baptism doesn't put you into Christ. This is what happened when Christ went to the cross and he died. See there in verse 3. Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. You should walk as though you just died on the cross and paid for all of your sins, and you come back from the dead, you're a new person. Now as a new person... Walk in newness of life. Walk like Christ. You were like him in his death. You were like him in the burial. You were like him in the resurrection. Now be like him in your life. These are truths that God has laid down in his word. Now what I did is I drew a little diagram here on your paper. And you see the word positional truth? On the cross, on the cross, the old man what? The old man died. In the resurrection, the new man arose. Uh, Look there in Romans chapter 5 and look at this verse. I want you to see this. In verse 25, Who was delivered for our offenses, that means he died for the old man, and was raised again for our justification. So that's the new man. So one was to pay for the sin, and he come back again from the dead. That's us coming back. To new life. As a plant out of a dry ground as Christ was looked upon in Isaiah chapter 53. Separating these two. The old man from the new man is the word D-E-A-T-H. Death. Whose death was that really? That was the Lord's death on the cross. But his death was put to your account. And when you believe he did that for you... This death payment is put to your account as though you paid it. So you were crucified with Christ, you were buried with Christ, you were raised with Christ, you ascended with Christ, and you're seated in the heavenlies in Christ. That's all put to your account. God sees you in your new birth. He doesn't see you in the flesh anymore. God does not recognize the old man that used to be. He sees the new man. You as his child in his family. God deals with you now only as a child of God. He doesn't deal with you at all as a lost man. As a man in the flesh. A man that was under the law. A man that was in sin. A man that was dead in sin. God doesn't deal with you anymore like that. Because he don't see you like that. He sees you only as his child. And he deals with you as his child. From now on. From henceforth. The old man is in sin. The old man is in the flesh. The old man is under the law. To the right, a Christian is in righteousness. A Christian is in the spirit. A Christian is under grace. Look there in Romans chapter 6 and verse 14. For sin, this old sinful nature, that you were dead in your sins, shall not have dominion over you because you died. And it was in your old man, not the new man. For you're not under the law. Because the old man was under the law, you're not under the law. You're under what? You're under grace. What's that word? Look what he says here. You're not under the law, but under grace. You're under grace. Grace is a different position. Remember over there in the book of Romans in chapter 5, when it says that we have access into this grace when you trusted Christ as your Savior, God took you from there, here, let this one die, gave you a new birth, this one is in grace. Or, another way of saying, this one is in Christ. This one is in the Spirit. You are now a child of God and you're going to heaven whenever you die. That can never change. That's a position of truth. That's what God did for you the day that you trusted Christ as your Savior.
0: Were you ever told that you must confess Christ before men to be saved? Were you warned that if you refused to confess Christ, he would not confess you before the Father? Just what does that mean? Pastor Yankee Arnold has prepared just the right book with answers straight from the Bible. The book is called Gospel Driven Man, and Pastor Yankee wants to send it to you free of charge. Simply write to Pastor Yankee at Yankee Arnold Ministries, 7028 West Waters Avenue, Suite 316, Tampa, Florida, 33634. And request the book or request by email at yankee at yankeearnold.com. That's yankee at yankeearnold.com. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you and your family. You may help support this radio ministry by donating online at yankeearnold.com. amazes me